When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to The Shitlucks Podcast, your guide to a more stylish life. Welcome to The Shitlucks Team Podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Sherry Andrews and Georgina Dusky. Hi, both. Hello. Hello. It's been a bit out of practice. This has been a while for me. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. You've been all over the I've been all, all over, over the, world. the shop. I know, I have. I've, um... It, I wasn't as away for as long as everybody else thought I was away. There were just a few bank holidays mm. breaking it up. So I wasn't in the office for two weeks. But I actually only took about four holidays or something. So Very good. Maximise those days. It worked That's out well very planned. well. Mm. Yeah. It was actually a bit of an accident because it was two separate trips. But I know I really um, made the most of the bank holidays. So where did you go first? Mm. So I went to, I was very lucky. I went on a press trip to the south of France to, well, we've flown to Nice, but it's kind of more Monaco. So this, to the Maybourne Riviera, which mm. is owned by, the Maybourne Group are the hotel group that own Claridge's, the Connaught and the Barclay in London. And now they have the Maybourne Beverly Hills and the Maybourne Riviera. And um, it was just so beautiful. I can't imagine where else in the world would have a better panorama. Like, mm. I just can't... It's it's up super high in the mountains above Monaco, but, like, not that... It's only a 15-minute drive, but it's just up there, mm-hmm. really high. And the vista is just... It's just, like, this expanse of blue. It is so incredible. If you want to go somewhere and just completely flop, but have nice luxury and, you know, like, nice things, and but just stare out at the sea and not have to think about a thing... Mm-hmm. I can't think of anywhere better, honestly. It was just stunning. The views look so good, and I did think, I bet that doesn't even do it justice. How yeah. can you, a shitty iPhone capture? <laughs> it's just, like, breathtaking, and they've got... So, you kind of... end The hotel's built into a cliff edge, so you enter on the eighth floor, and then you can go up to... I can't remember, something like the twelfth floor, mm-hmm. which is then... A, they've got a, a restaurant up there, a Michelin-style restaurant, which, again, like... the obviously the higher you go the better the views get and you can see the whole of monaco um and you're just like on this cliff above above these these buildings in monaco are super high but yeah. you're just staring down at them and karl lagerfeld's house is with or you know old houses within mm. you know right there in front of you and all the beaches i mean it's really just so beautiful like if you just want a hotel where you can kind of it's 15 or no it's half an hour from the airport and you can just like do nothing yeah heaven totally it's the heaven. light down there as well um, totally. we're very lucky to have family with houses around there and the sky is that i mean it is that kind of azure yeah. blue it's yeah. called that for a reason totally. isn't it and it's just gorgeous yeah. the light is amazing Ama- like so amazing those just the blues if you just want to soak up everything that we don't get in london yeah. big blue sky big blue sea that's yeah, that's the place to do it in. So, and I don't know the south of France very well at all, so it was nice to experience it a bit. Um, yeah. And then I went to Mexico City with um, with my husband, which, so the trips really just coincided. One happened to be um, before the other. And this has been like a bucket list place for me mm-hmm. for ages. I've just, because it's such a foodie hotspot, I wanted to go for so long. There's so much culture to be explored there. Um, but equally, you can you know, stay in areas that feel like Shoreditch and there's great shopping and there's incredible food, whether you want to go really authentic mm-hmm. or for sushi, you know, whatever it is you want. Um, and so, yeah, I absolutely loved it. Two standout um, activities were, we did a food food tour, food market tour. I love a food tour. Yeah, uh, this is a company called Eat Like a Local mm-hmm. um, and they are a female-run group. There are seven women, they do tours all over Mexico City you can do different you know night tours whatever we did food we did something like Mexican food 101 um, and you basically go to two markets there's a market in the center of Mexico City which is basically its own city within the city people kind of are born in the market and are educated there and die you know they're, they're a real community they kind of live by their own laws a little bit it's it's like a labyrinth you go in and you just could never find your way out if you were with a professional <laughs> I, I i should say they they advise you not to go unless you're with a local tour guide so don't just go um kind of on, on your own volition um but that was also the best way to do it because she basically took us to all the best stands we had the most incredible 
tacos and local things. I've got a new favorite Mexican dish, which is, I'm going to butcher this horribly, <laughs> but it's called chilaquiles, which is a breakfast dish. And they're basically like um, mini fried tortilla chips mm-hmm. uh, in, in like a gravy. I'm probably doing this such a disservice <laughs> with Mexican sour cream and cheese on top. It's just like a really, it's like That's a pure right. form of nachos, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we tried all sorts of fun, interesting things um and then we went to the flower market which is i mean just the, the abundance of beautiful flowers there and the prices of the flowers <laughs> so oh, depressing gosh. oh my god you can buy like a thousand roses for like a hundred pounds it's crazy oh. it's so anyway just if you love abundance of flowers it was really beautiful and i think you could go there yourself that's mm. a little tamer so um, did you feel safe because i do remember a long time ago, um, sort of backpacking around that mm. area, and we avoided Mexico City because everything was like you're sitting in the taxi, they'll come at both sides, they just mm. open the door, grab your passport, and yeah, they scoot off again. Oh, and it was very much advised not to go there. Yeah, and it's interesting that you say obviously don't go to certain things if you're not with a guide. Yeah, is there a bit of an edge? So, we had obviously heard exactly the same thing, and in our experience, it was similar to like Rio and BA, which people also give you similar warnings about, mm. which in the sense that as long as you are really sensible so we never took our passports out with us we i I mean i'm still not wearing my engagement ring you know took off all our jewelry didn't wear anything kind of ostentatious um and avoided areas that we were told to avoid Mm -hmm. then we felt 100 per safe 100 safe (laughs) (laughs) then we felt a cool new uh, way to say (laughs) we we felt 100 safe at all times we took ubers that's the other piece of advice everybody Mm. says don't take taxis um, you don't know if they're real or not. So mm. take Ubers, which again, I thought surprisingly, you're just getting in strangers' cars, yeah. but Makes sense, yeah. it's trackable. Um, so I think you just kind of look up the advice, follow the advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we felt safe. We stayed in an area called Roma Norte, which I mean, is, as I say, is kind of, that that's the Shoreditchy style place. And I mean, so safe, like couldn't feel safer, really felt mm. like walking around any trendy area of any city. Um, and then there's another area called Palanzo, which is, I think it's actually modeled on Beverly Hills. So it's got that kind of LA feel architecturally and that's where the kind of mainstream hotels are and stuff. So again, that felt super safe. Other areas, people advise you not to wander mm. around by yourself, mm. so you just wouldn't. So I think it's just about being sensible. Yeah, um, about you. Yeah, exactly. So. That's, that's me. Anyway, how are you guys? Sherry, <laughs> what have you been up to? Oh, good. I came back from Ibiza last week, oh, which was nice. so fun. And same as you, I took a few days off, but really maximised those two bank holidays. And we just had the best time. It felt like we were there for about a month. How long were you there for? Seven nights, which okay. is quite a while. When I usually go there, I, do, I stay for like two mm. or three, four nights max, because it's quite, quite an intense mm-hmm. place to go if you want to go out and stuff. But we played it very relaxed this time. Okay. Lots of lounging on the beach. Is we friends or we boyfriends? Just with my boyfriend, yeah. It's just the two of us. Because nice. last year we went on a few holidays with friends and other people. And I just wanted us to have like some quality time. Just the two of us. Yeah. And the weather was perfect. It was like 24, 25 oh, degrees. So nice. Blue skies. Everyone was just really relaxed. The vibe was... Everyone was just like having a lovely time. People were looking amazing. The yeah. people watching was great. I was mm. like, oh, I love her bag. I love her outfit. <laughs> um, especially when you go to kind of like the like a fancy like beach bar you it's so good for people mm. watching i was like yeah this is lovely where did you stay so we stayed in um a really small boutique uh like a family hotel called cafe munich which is near the airport i'd never been there before and it was such a nice vibe it was very relaxed and then we stayed in Santularia on the other side of the island which is the more chilled side um in marcel apartments which they're just like served apartments but serviced apartments which are great if you just want to like come in, come out and not spend too much time in the hotel, mm-hmm. just make the most of like the beaches and being out and about. Um, but yeah, they were both really lovely and it's nice to have a bit of bit of party, bit of chill, which mm. we did. Did you party? You know what? Only one night. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, let's make the most of it. We're going to be out every night. Yeah. Woohoo. We got there. We were like, oh, should we just, should we just stay so, here? Well, yeah. I've been to Ibiza three times and I've never been anywhere near a club in that whole really? time. No, not once. <laughs> but you don't have to. No, you really, th- I was really surprised and mm. I've always been really annoyed when people think Mallorca is just Magaluf. Yeah. And then I felt like, I felt annoyed with myself when I got to Ibiza and realised that it's the same there. You can really, cho- you can opt out. Like you can really yeah. opt yeah. out. Yeah. Definitely. And it's really beautiful as well. You don't have to be out and about every day yeah. and going out to the clubs. Any restaurant recommendations? 
any restaurant. Um, we or beach went, So we went to El Chiringuito, which is quite a oh, yeah. famous mm-hmm. institution. It's, it's, exactly. Mm. So that was that was really nice. Lovely. Um, we had a lovely lunch there. We also went to the restaurant at Oku, which is really nice Japanese. Um, it was quite quiet when we went, but I think it was the opening weekend, mm-hmm. so things will get busier. Um, but we had really good Japanese sushi, sashimi. Probably the best sashimi I've had in. Maybe ever actually. Oh, wow. It was re- it was really good, mm. very fresh. Nice. Um, and we also went to the view at Seven Pines, which is on another side of the island, which is really quiet. It's very secluded, mm. but it's called the View for a reason. The mm. sunset was amazing. Really? Yeah, honestly. That hotel looks like pff, yeah. next level. That's probably views to rival the Mayborn actually. The views yeah. were. I just couldn't get over it. We were staring at the sunset, and I was like, "Is this real?" Yeah. Uh-huh. It was just so beautiful, and we just went for dinner. Um, the food was lovely as well and if you just want to go for a drink you can they have a DJ who plays like on the rocks and when the sun was setting he was like playing these kind of like old school Ibiza like 90s very like chill like kind of like chill house Nice. This, is, oh, this, is, this is such a nice that's such a nice vibe oh heaven oh, gorgeous. that was the highlight i saw in the calendar that we've got an ibiza we have roundup new yes. hot list coming out we've got a hot list are there any wh- where's top of the hot list that people should know about this year Oh, so they are opening the main in Ibiza. Are they? They are. That's cool. Which is really cool. Will that be on the beach? Or I don't it... think so. I yeah. think it will be in near Old Town. Mm-hmm. So um, the main, for those who don't know, is a restaurant in Mayfair and it's very glamorous. You can kind of go and sit outdoors on the terrace and have drinks with your friends. You can go inside. They have live music. You've been having Georgina. Yeah, I actually went last year for my birthday and they had, yeah, suddenly there's like the floor show and yeah. there's live music singers and then there's kind of a bit of burlesque style entertainment. Um, yeah. All very tasteful um, and really fun. Yeah. I do remember Giles Corrin's review was something like, just could have done without the boobs. Like, (laughs) enjoy my meal, didn't need the boobs. So I think it'll be immersive dining, the perfect place if you want to kind of like have dinner, go dancing afterwards, but be in in bed by midnight. Mm. Yeah, perfect. Perfect for me, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then Experimental have just reopened a hotel in Old Town. So if you want to stay somewhere really cool with lovely interiors that's in the middle of the Old Towns, you can get to the beach, you can do a bit of shopping, really cool hotel nice mm. can I tell you my favourite place in Ibiza mm. this is giving actually I was going to say this is giving away like a local secret but I think it's one of those <laughs> things that you think is is like secret <laughs> and actually everybody's like yeah um, there's a restaurant so it's it's on the southeast coast mm-hmm. um, so not far from the old town called the Fish Shack mm-hmm. I think it's called the Fish Shack and it is kind of what it says on the tin it is plastic chairs it is um, you know like a little shacky thing (laughs) and they only serve one thing it's you know the fish of the day or I think there is you know there's some seafood on that menu as well and everything comes with potatoes and with veg and it is just for sunset I think Ibiza is Mm -hmm. renowned for its sunsets isn't it it is the (laughs) most heavenly spot like no frills no drama flip-flops mm-hmm. and just incredible sunset and the freshest food it's so lovely and it's like one of the few cheap places you can eat in Ibiza as well yeah because it is expensive it's expensive mm. yeah. it's um, nice okay yeah. I'm gonna add that to my list Where's, where else is on your travel list this summer where else are you going this summer um, Barcelona next month for a festival oh. and that's kind of it so far okay. I like to keep you know some some time free just because there's I don't do anything spontaneous anymore. So I'd like the idea of being like, oh, should we just go here for a weekend? Love that. But that's it for now. I have no doubt that your July and August will fill up. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Georgina, how are you? What's been going on? Uh, I'm good. I have not been to Mexico or Ibiza, (laughs) so I don't have any cool travel stories this week, sadly. Um, But actually, yesterday I did something quite out of character for me. So my friend is over who lives in Sydney and doesn't obviously come over very often and we met in town at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning and I just haven't gone into central London so we went to Chaconis in Mayfair had breakfast and then wandered up Regent Street and it's just like when everyone's opening Mm. up the sun finally was Mm -hmm. blazing and all the Union Jacks are still up and everything and I just was thinking I should come to town more for this like early breakfast on Mm. a Sunday what's the point of living in London when you don't then kind of leave your Mm. house till one o'clock on a Sunday or something mm. so I feel inspired now to get myself out so, so I, honestly any city before it's as it's waking up yeah is like my favorite thing especially when it's warm out like especially when the weather's lovely yeah. but so I love when we go down to my parents house in in France and you go out early before the shops open and every shopkeeper has their um 
bucket and mop and they're mopping outside mm. their their bit mm. and there's just this feeling of like a new dawn totally. a new day fresh start yeah you know and it's all kind of that feeling of like promise and it's just a really lovely like mm. you say on a, in somewhere hot especially mm. um wasn't quite like that on Regent Street. People weren't mopping their fucking no. steps. But, you know, it just, yeah, it just felt really nice. Yeah. And it felt buzzy. And, yeah, it was good. Um, but, yeah, so we went there, had breakfast. Lovely. And otherwise, I've had quite a chilled couple of weeks. Have you been of... watching anything, reading anything? I have been watching quite a lot, actually, with my in my chill-out time. Um, so I started this weekend a new series called A Small Light, which is on Disney+. And it is about the woman who hid Anne Frank or helped hide her family. So they were actually hiding in the Second World War because they were, I'm sure everyone knows the story, but um, they were fleeing from the Nazis and they're in Amsterdam and they had a, a sort of sequence of rooms in an attic above the office um, that Mr. Frank of his business. So they go up there and it's his secretary, who's called Meep, who ends up, bringing them food and and looking after them and making it happen essentially um and that part is played by Belle Powley who you might know from the morning show she is the one who dates the weatherman <laughs> and um, everything I know about love she was in as well oh I have seen year. that mm. okay the Dolly Alderton adaptation Sorry. oh is mm. she in that yeah oh, she's gosh, in that. I still need to see that mm. um anyway it's it's just four episodes I've watched two um and I just, she's amazing mm. in it. She has these enormous eyes and she starts off as this quite silly young woman and you just can't believe what she's about mm. to do. And then you see her adapt and react to the horror going on around them. And it's always that feeling of, well, it's never going to get as bad as this. They, mm. they won't come to Holland. They won't then take, mm. and then suddenly you see the roundups beginning to happen. But it's very much a domestic drama focusing on her, her marriage, and then her relationship with the Frank family. Mm. Um, so it's more about that than about kind of scenes in camps or anything like that. So it's it really helps you understand why she would do it, how mm. she felt there was no alternative. Mm. Um, and lots of amazing scenes of Amsterdam. Mm. So I actually now really want to go back there. Um, yeah, it's really beautifully done. Mm. It's quite, mm. it's, it's sort of gentle. Um, but without um, hiding from the horror. Mm. Um, so I really, yeah, I really recommend it. And I think it's just four episodes. It's so. such an interesting thing to focus on because like, it's such an interesting story because I think like so many of us wouldn't do that, right? Like, you know, like it, you'd love to think that you would, but when push comes to shove, you're, that's, it's taking such a crazy risk. So how interesting to look at somebody yeah. who actually did that for other people, you know? Yeah, and there's one point where she takes in well, there was one episode, a bit, a scene yesterday where I felt really kind of lump in the throat because my husband's Jewish and there's a, um, uh, this dent, I think he's a dentist, not a doctor, he's a dentist and he, his, he's married to a Christian. So he goes into hiding and doesn't tell his wife to protect her. Wow. Oh, and I was kind of looking at my husband yeah. thinking, wow, that would have been us. That, yeah. that is, this is our scenario. Totally. And what will happen to her by having been married to a Jewish man? Will they even believe that mm. she knows that he's, that he's, know, yeah. that he's disappeared yeah. and she she doesn't know where he is but will they believe her yeah. anyway yes i just thought yeah. it's um it's it's very scary how quickly the world turned mm. and it's also years. really not that long ago no it, yeah. relatively and that's why no and that's another thing when they were showing um scenes of amsterdam the architecture and i was thinking that's really interesting because i'd have thought that was that style of building was post-war and i'm sure they filmed mm. it right and they've shot mm -hmm. the mm. buildings that are true to the era and somehow made it feel really quite mm. uh, recent, mm. I suppose. Have you been to her house? Have you been to Anne Frank's house? Uh, no. It's really worth doing. In Amsterdam. Yeah, in Amsterdam. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, it's, the problem with it is there are, you you sort of walk through incredibly slowly with 10,000 other tourists, oh. don't you? So yeah. it's a bit of a like, it's quite hard to gauge because mm -hmm. it's so filled with so many people, but it's so small. That's the biggest takeaway. Yeah. And mm. there's so many, of you know, the full family of four mm. trapped out there for how many years was it? Well, got I there don't yet, know, but, but at the while. moment they're time. still above the office. So do that? Did they move at some point? No, no, no. They, they're there because the they're time, there yeah. with another family. That's it. Yes, of course. And then that's this right. other doc dentist. Yes. So there's about nine of them. That's I it. Think, yes, of course there are. Yeah. Mm. It's um, you, it's so worth going to see. Also, sorry, it must be really 
like lump in the throat watching the whole thing because also you know how it ends mm. yeah you know it's not going to be a happy ending yeah. So, yeah oh and her um Anne Frank's father so Anne Frank actually as a character doesn't feature hugely mm-hmm. Her father is played by Liv Shriver. Okay, so worth a watch. That's worth a watch. And then I've also started the new Bridgerton. Ooh. Oh, oh right, Charlotte. John Charlotte. Oh, yes, this is on yes. my list. Which was advertised all over Mexico City. Very global. Yeah. Yes, interesting. yeah, that's really, really interesting. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, How is it? Well, I mean, it's different. I would say they've taken a real turn. Okay. So whereas the first one was kind of, well, the first two, but particularly the first one, it was all about kind of love and the music and the dances and, oh, can you recognise the pop song that the classical, yes. mm. you know, version of is, is at the ball and all that. This is getting really deep into, um, so it's Queen Charlotte as we know her from the other Bridgertons, but it's going back to why she, uh, who she is, where she came from and how come she married um, King George. And this is King George as in The Madness of King George. So it starts very early on in their marriage with you finding out that he's got uh, essentially some kind of psychosis or or mental health issue. Mm -hmm. It's sort of unclear. Um, But it got quite serious. The last episode I watched yesterday was all about the kind of treatment they were giving him. And I mean, it was was really well done, but I didn't feel like I was watching Bridgerton. Oh, right, okay. Interesting. I thought it'd be more... Fun. Yeah, light-hearted. The first couple are quite fun, and then this got quite heavy. And I was watching it with my daughter who's watched them all, and... I was kind of like, well, what do you think? And she was feeling quite disengaged mm. compared to the others. Okay. Um, it, like, it lost its sort of fun and frivolity. And it's not to say that it, it wasn't good. It's just really mm. different. Okay. So, worth a watch if you're a diehard British fan, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Maybe once I've finished it, it might all come together okay. and then just yeah. be brilliant. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there are moments that are brilliant. Okay. And the, the young woman whose name I can't remember, who's playing Queen Charlotte, she's excellent. Yeah, she's mm. really cool. She keeps coming off my TikTok. She's, yeah, she's, she's really does, yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Sherry, you've been reading. I have. I finally um, bought myself a new Kindle. So this is a time to click, 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 mm-hmm. buy those books I've wanted to read. I just finished, and I know you talked about this a few weeks ago, Georgina. Um, Cleopatra and Frankenstein by Coco Mellers, which is the best book I've read probably this year. Okay, high praise. Really mm. high praise. Mm. Such a good... It's just a really good story. And I think she deserves all the accolades and the attention that she's getting at the minute. What's it actually about? So it's about a young girl called Cleo who's in her early 20s who is British, but she's living in New York. She has a few friends who are very chaotic. It's sorts of drink and drugs every day. And her visa is running out. So she goes to a party on New Year's Eve and she bumps into this man called Frank, hence the Cleopatra Frankenstein, and uh, they hit it off. And this happens very early on, so it's not really a spoiler, but they get married. And he is 20 years older than her. So she's in like her mid-20s, he's in his mid-40s. And the book is about their relationship, which, as you can imagine, with the age gap, and he is very successful, he has his own... I think it's like an advertising agency. She is kind of like a struggling artist. She doesn't have a job. She's kind of like finding her feet in her, you know, early 20s. She's very young and quite impressionable. And it's about their relationship and how that ends up working out in a city that's very, I don't know, indulgent. There's lots of parties going on. He has a set of very international friends who I would say were, are very questionable. Her friends equally questionable. And then throughout it, there's kind of like an underlying theme of mental health. Um, you don't really know what happens but her mum has died and she had mental quite severe mental health issues and you can kind of see those cropping up with with Cleo so I guess the the overall story is about how their marriage works or doesn't work Mm -hmm. and how they end up together or don't end up that's all I say but really good Georgina you loved it as well yeah I did I really really loved it I actually thought the first chapter was the best chapter in the book not to mm. say that it doesn't, as in it made... So, you know when you read a book and you're like, okay, it's going to take me a little mm. while to get into. You just... It, it hits you like a brilliant opening scene in a movie. You are so invested in the characters. The mm-hmm. the conversation they have at that party when they're leaving, coming down in the lift and mm. they walk down to the shop. It's so funny and pacey and it's like Very quick. the one-liners and you can see them kind of... They have this really instant connection and you just, it, I think it, it does that thing where you are rooting for them straight away. Well, yeah. I was, because mm-hmm. I just felt so excited by the way they were talking to each other. Mm. And then, obviously, life gets messy. Um, but I think that's where it works so well. Mm-hmm. She just writes the characters and their dialogue so brilliantly. Yeah. Um, what did you think of Eleanor? 
Eleanor, oh, she's a character that comes in about halfway. And yeah. it's a completely different, it, it switches from like third person to first person. Um, I thought she was great. So the, and the, the writing changes yeah. quite dramatically. Mm. So it's a sort of, a, a sort of typically written novel, isn't yeah. it? Like the chapters are a certain length and paragraphs and whatever. And then yeah. this character, Eleanor comes in and it's suddenly, it's like one liners, almost as if someone's mm. on stage telling a joke. Mm. It's, yeah, so it's and like it's like her observations. Of, yeah. And it's, it just, the whole book changes. Mm. It's like you're reading a different book, really. Yeah. And but then, it's like so cleverly done. Okay. I was mm. reading it being like, oh, I wish I could write something as good as really? this. Really? It's one of those books where, oh, and the, the language so is, long. oh, honestly, okay. Charlotte, you would. That's next. Yeah, okay. I know you, you, you're not a fan of like the crappy books that everyone no. hypes about. This is, it's I'm so like perfect. I'm so people hyping crappy <laughs> books. Honestly, Curtis Sittenfeld, Romantic Comedy. Mm-hmm. Why is every... It's rubbish. It's just... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Rubbish, have you read it? No, I haven't. But it was on my list, maybe not now. Yeah, Heather didn't Heather read it. Heather really enjoyed it, but I feel like Heather reads a lot so she can afford to... Like have maybe one that's just a bit more fun. Whereas like mm. I don't have time for that because I don't read very often. So I need to, you know, I, need, I like it cut needs to be re- cut to the chase. It needs yeah. to be really good. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just I'm I, my mum has an 100 page rule, and I'm well put. I'm I don't know, I'm 130 or something. It's just crap. Like mm. it's just chiclet. But it's being hailed as like a book everybody should be reading, and this brilliant new book. And mm. I don't know, it was really disappointing. So oh, keep out Frankenstein is yours instead. Uh, yeah, I think you'll really enjoy it. I'll report back. Yeah, yeah so the middle really bit good. with Eleanor reminded me of the voice, the female voice in Lessons in Chemistry. So if you oh, liked that, that character, loved that book. then don't you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, that it was that kind of tone and observation. And oh, I haven't read that humor. one, but oh, I imagine wow, that's Sherry, what that's it's. So, so, good. Yeah. so yeah. it's a bit of that. I felt like that was coming okay. in. So mm-hmm. it's quite fun. Okay, love that. Nice. So good. Nice. Anything else? Anything else? Um, I'm getting through Taylor Jenkins' Read. Is that her name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, her book. So I've read Carousel is Back, um, Malibu Rising. And I, I just you... finished that. We were reading it at the same time. Oh, really? Oh, reading. We? We're very on the same page here. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> People love Malibu Rising, I feel. <laughs> so good. I thought... It, yeah, it got better. Not... Yeah. Because at first we were talking about it in the office and we were like, yeah, like, it's light, fluffy, easy, whatever. Exactly. And then suddenly I felt it... it, it got deeper mm-hmm. and it, yeah. it got better yeah it's not her best mm. what's her best you love daisy jones yeah but i think seven are seven husbands a year even oh, okay. it's just yeah. the most original and interesting to me that the characters really yeah. yeah have you read that one? i haven't read that no I'm, really I'm getting good. through them that's that's next. although someone said to me the other day no i think carrie soto is the best so. oh really mm. i did like that but it's a book about a tennis star and i mean i quite i'm quite into tennis However, I feel like to read this book, you have to really be into tennis. Okay. There's so much of it that is quite jargony, and it's it's like mm. reading about like a Serena really Serena Williams like from like the 70s. Okay. So it's very, it's quite niche, yeah. but still worth a read. Okay. Yeah. Just one thing to recommend for me: I watched on the way to Mexico. Actually, I watched Tar, oh, oh, yeah. which is um, the film that Kate Blanchett was 
nominated for everything for I mean it, the whole the film itself was nominated for mm-hmm. a lot of awards um, in this year's award season she plays a, maestro, a conductor a maestro called Lydia Tarr who has achieved so much greatness you know she's won an Oscar she's won a Tony she's won a Grammy she's she's this kind of legendary maestro um, which naturally comes with all the kind of um, self-involvement and uh, egomania that you might expect um, the film itself it was like a mild black swan that's kind of how I would describe it there's a little bit of um, supernaturalness in it which I think was kind of not ignored but so much of the focus of the commentary around the film was critique of um well there was a lot of criticism from within the conducting community that this was a kind of unfair representation there was one conductor in particular who supposedly is kind of the the character is modeled on and she's quite an unlikable character so um this Mm. conductor um was pretty outspoken about it um and um but yeah the supernatural element is really interesting it's quite dark it's quite you're sort of always waiting for the bad thing to happen and mm. um, there's a kind of backstory going on with a former pupil who um has been stalking her a little bit and that kind of takes a dark turn um but it's not a horror film or a, you know it, it's really just a kind of interesting look at somebody's life and really they're unraveling at quite a pivotal moment in their career um so all of that is super interesting her mm. performance is incredible and the thing that i loved about it is it is just aesthetically stunning it's set in berlin so the architecture is incredible she is this kind of you know shit hot super i mean real masculine energy in the opening sequence you see her go and have bespoke suits made you know she's got this incredible presence and you know from her interiors to the way she dresses to i mean pretty much everything is just beautiful it's all very dark and kind of gray and you know Mm. in a moody way um but just incredibly visually inspiring so i really loved it i really recommend it a really kind of meaty watch without being Mm -hmm. you know i don't like anything too depressing and Mm. bleak so it was that nice for the longest time i thought it was based on a real person but it's not is it so it is it is supposedly based on this person but not like not kind of like lydia tar was not a real person oh i see and they have i don't think the filmmakers have said Mm -hmm. XYZ was our inspiration. I just think there are a lot of parallels oh, okay. with this real conductor's yeah. life mm-hmm. and the one they've constructed. So yeah, that's it. Anyway, that's pretty much a watch. See, Sherry, okay. you brought along something to talk about. I did. This really resonated with me. Um, so it is. this is from The Telegraph a few days ago. Uh, it's a comment piece by Tom Haynes, which says, how I fell out of love with Pret. The coffee chain subscription model is pointless. No one needs five Americanos a day. Mm-hmm. So when the Pret subscription came out, um, I think it was in that weird like lockdown not lockdown mm-hmm. it was 25 pounds mm-hmm. and that gave you five coffees and uh, other drink smoothies a day blah blah blah. and now it's going 25 pounds a month a month yeah and you could get five drinks a day a day yeah which is a lot so if yeah. you i think he calculated if you got one a day you would save about 47 pounds 60 a month which is quite good mm. so now it's going up to 30 pound a month and you get a 10p discount on food items which in is... addition to the coffees yeah so the coffees are the same it's going up but the gripe with this well his main gripe in this piece is that a croissant a plain butter croissant has gone up from two pound 20 to two pound 60 and i think so they just up their prices and given everyone yeah exactly so it doesn't make any difference and if you're at the airport it's even more because i bought a, a, a croissant the other day it was three pound 20 that's insane prices yeah. so expensive the yeah. other day i bought a kombucha and a sandwich and it was like seven pounds 50 and i almost like balked at the price Seven pounds so fifty, and this is the this is the crux of it: a bang average lunch. Mm. This is like, it, yeah. I haven't bought anything in prep for such a long time, and I mean, kind of post pandemic long mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. because the last time I used to like those um, boxes they do, and it would be a kind of tuna nissoise mm. or a chicken with something really yummy, and they're about six seven quid. And I know that there's inflation, and mm-hmm. you know, prices of ingredients have gone up, but. Mm-hmm. You just can't do that for lunch. No, it's really unsustainable. And by the time you need some chocolate rice crackers and a drink as well, yeah, it's over ten pounds for you know, pounds. when you think yeah, and when you to think sit of, at your desk exactly and eat, and eat a really <laughs> yeah. average salad. But yeah. it used to feel like a real treat. Yeah. Like when, in, in my previous job, we um, our office was right next to a pret, and we'd be like, oh, should we go to pret today? Mm. It felt like a not an outing, but like it was such a treat to get like a pret lunch. You'd, you'd spend like eight pounds, and be like, oh, 
treat myself. Yeah, but you yeah. get a lot for eight pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like three courses. But I also feel like there are so many more options. Like Pratt's an OG yeah. high street lunch spot, and mm-hmm. now there are just so many more options. So somewhere that was exciting at the beginning of our careers, perhaps yeah, less, less so, so now. What's your exactly. go-to if you do go to Pratt? What do you get? I I like the falafel salad. Oh yeah. Or just a chicken salad sandwich. They're quite yeah. quite simple. Mm. Uh, nothing on the menu really like. I don't have a go-to anymore, really. No, they do used you? to do. Well, I, I've got a real sadness because they had a sauté chicken wrap, which used to be my absolute favourite thing. Then they got rid of, it, rid of it. I'm guessing because they got into a lot of nut allergy oh, yeah. trouble. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So fair enough, <laughs> that that went. And then they replaced it with a sriracha chicken wrap, which is like decent. It's just mm-hmm. not as I miss the sauté. Like I'm happy for the allergic people that they don't have it anymore but i do miss it <laughs> and um then it now in our look so the sriracha does still exist but in our clapham common one it does not and instead it's a pesto chicken one oh, and that's just rubbish yeah that's just a bit so that was my go-to but mm. no longer yeah. they did do a very good cheese toasty though i have to say like a really like a really yeah. cheesy actually and in winter toasty. some of their soups are really nice yeah i yep. like the mushroom risotto soup yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. like a i mean that is a meal that is a meal true you know I was going to say, if you're abroad and you don't know what to get, you see a press, it's like, oh, okay, that's an easy safe, win. Safe territory. Safe exactly. Oh, I wouldn't get a press abroad. That's depressing. Oh, no, no, no but like if you're at an airport, yeah, and, an airport and you need yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. I also really like all their prep bars. Yeah, the love bar. Yeah, the love bar. Oh my God, that's so the popcorn bar. I just feel a bit sick halfway through this. I <laughs> love so that. And actually, sorry, I sat here bashing Pratt and then I'm thinking of all the things, <laughs> all the I love, things we love But also they do this really good um, almond butter chocolate. Have you ever had those? They're like two little squares of chocolate and they're filled with almond butter and it's just like a little protein oh, yeah. snack on the dough. Yeah. And that's, mm, that's nice. pretty good too. Yeah, if you got that, four quid. Yeah, and also <laughs> This is it, yeah. But also the coffee is rank. There's so yeah. many better places yeah. for coffee. And that's yeah. what he says in this piece as well. The coffee is not great. It's very weak. Mm. and the filter coffee used to be 99p it's now about two pound something oh. i know crazy prices for those coffees these days where do you get your coffee from where do you like um so in clapham common there's a really nice um, place called lane eight mm. just outside the station flat white is the best yeah otherwise i don't really buy coffee out no. and about yeah no. no you're probably drinking i am but i have my little um it's sort of what's it called cafetiere for one at my desk mm-hmm. plunge that mm-hmm. sit there in the morning i can't remember the last time i bought a coffee where do I'm, you because it's it's just the prices are too high yeah it's crazy mm. especially if you've got a cafetiere and if you drink black coffee well i drink white coffee yeah. but i also so. i'm an I, i'm not a frothy milk person mm. so mm. i would have a splash of cold milk mm. whatever it is oat or regular mm-hmm. i don't i'm not that fussy about the milk in a normal coffee. Fine. Mm. So I, if you're into lattes, mm. where it is the milk is like the big part you of your coffee, you need that. Yeah. But that's not my coffee taste. Mm. Yeah, that's so. true. I just, so I drink black coffee, so I've got even less reason to have to go and buy one. But it's just... Um, oh, but then don't you like it when they put a little bit of crema on the top from... You know when not because it's milk, but yeah. you know that lovely kind that, of that frothy swirly thing. brown bit <laughs> that uh, is just coffee. Well, I tend not to notice it because there's a lid on it. Oh so I yeah, but see I think it. that gives it a smoothness if you are having yeah, a black maybe. coffee. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, if you can't yeah. see it, I just you can't go. See it, no, yeah. you can you can come and borrow my. I might. I sh- yeah. I sh- do you know what? There was a time when I did have a cafeteria. You did. Yeah, in, in the, the old office, you I did. did. Yeah. Where do you get your coffee from for your cafeteria? Yeah, I just get it when I do my supermarket shop. I bring it to work, and then must be better for that. Do you have any go-to brands? I've been buying assembly coffee, so I've got a I've got a coffee machine at home, and mm-hmm. I've got a bean bean to cup. Is that what you call it? Machine at home. Oh yeah. And um, I buy the assembly because I only drink decaf as well. So um, assembly beans, I really rate. And actually, I noticed they're selling them in um, over under as well. Oh, so when nice. I next have enough, you know, when you run out of coffee, mm. and it, well, maybe not because you, do, you don't drink beans, but <laughs> it is the worst when you get to the end and you're like, shit, that's it. That's my free coffee gone for the until the next one. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, assembly, I really rate it. If you like, if you want good coffee, that's also decaf, mm. but they do caff too. Um, Georgina, what did you bring along? Um, I brought in a story that was in the FT on Saturday, and it's about Ruth Wilson, the actress, who I'm a big fan of. When I saw her in The Affair with Dominic West, I mean, I just thought I'd never seen her anything before. How good was that show? That it, you know, those ones that Mm. you remember like that, and you just think that was properly, beautifully written, beautifully acted, shot, the locations, everything. It was just Mm. perfect. It was a classy TV show, wasn't it? Yeah, and even though the last series was a bit weird. I I I think I gave up at a point. Yeah. Actually, interestingly, in this interview, she does describe um, the affair amid what was later described in a press article as a toxic environment. Oh, Oh, interesting. Anyway. She's not talking about the affair. Mm-hmm. What she is doing is a show at the Young Vic where she is going to be on stage from the 19th of May at 4pm 
non-stop until the 20th of May at 4pm. And in this show where she will not sleep, she is going to do the same scene a hundred times um, in 24 hours. And every time she does that scene, which is based on a pivotal moment in the relationship between a couple who are a man and a woman, every time she redoes that scene, a different person will be coming on to play the man who she has never met and not rehearsed with. And they're these men That's actors. So wild. The um, the theatre did a kind of call out um, to people. So assuming, presumably, they've they've auditioned or there's been some kind of screening. Mm. Um, but they, I think, are allowed to kind of interpret the scene and bring to it what they will. So I guess some people deliver it, obviously, with kind of a more aggressive energy, perhaps, than others. And she has to kind of, the script stays the same, but obviously how she will be, how they'll move around the stage and everything like that is is anyone's guess. Um, and uh, I think it is sold out. However, if you are willing to queue, there's a kind of one-in-one-out. So when someone from the audience who's got their pre-sold seat leaves you can go in and take their seat. Um, so she gets, I think they said she gets a 15 minute break every two hours. Okay. Um, so I think she's planned her mm. snacks and her <laughs> drinks and you know, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, but it sounds wow. extraordinary. And what does she say is her motivation for doing this? So she says the prospect is um, exhilarating and terrifying. Um, and for me, that's quite scary, but also really liberating. So I think the what what I took away from this is that she's an accomplished actress. She has done the most incredible um, amount of work recently, even things like His Dark Materials and all this. She did that one, Mrs. Wilson, which was based on a distant relative mm-hmm. of hers. Yes. And, and I just think how interesting to push yourself that far out your comfort zone and do something like this. Mm-hmm. And there's nowhere to hide. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on the stage and you don't know who you're going to get and what's mm-hmm. going to happen and all those factors coming in. Um, and what made me laugh was I was driving this morning and on the radio um, they were talking about this woman who's 99 years old and had lived her lifelong dream which was to be at the circus and have someone throw knives around her and she's 99 and they asked her why she wanted to do it and she said because she wanted to feel alive Mm. and I just thought there's two such Mm. different women who are obviously at different stages in their lives and have chosen to kind of because it's when you do something and push yourself to your edge that you mm. kind of really feel mm. like you're living. Mm. Um, so yeah, it just kind of got me thinking really about how easy it is to fall into our comfort zones mm. and we should all sort of push ourselves out of our um, you know, safety net sometimes. Do you ever yeah. do anything? Like how often do you check that in yourself that oh, I'm, I should do X because I'm scared of it? Ooh. Well, I think the <laughs> first time I went from being a magazine journalist to having a message from Georgie hmm. this is probably what seven years ago saying do you want to come on our Instagram live podcast when we used to do it from the sofa oh God. live <laughs> you know, well, live on that Facebook. that mm. for me was a massive professional out my comfort zone because mm-hmm. I'd always mm. just kind of worked hiding behind a screen mm. with my name in print and no one knew anything but you're so good yeah. at it Oh, <laughs> um, but you know that's the sort of th- I remember feeling terrified really yeah. Oh, yeah. 100% terrified because yeah. it was just so out of my comfort yeah and that was a quite an intimidating way of doing it as well yeah and everyone in the <laughs> oh office God, was told to be quiet we used to, yeah we used to film this this is like before I mean Instagram was like barely a thing it was Facebook live we used to do and we used to do you remember in the old office where the sofa was upstairs mm-hmm. so so four people or so, on the editorial team we'd go live every single day at 12 o'clock so everybody else in the office just had to shut up <laughs> And we'd put the phones on silent and shut the door and we would just go live a bit like this. We'd talk about a topic yeah. for 10 minutes every day on, on Facebook Live. But yeah, it was really every live every day at 12 o'clock. Oh, wow. What a weird time. <laughs> oh, well, it got us where we, that, yeah, that was. Exactly. Ooh, that was the beginning of broadcasting at Sherlock. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah, it's, it's evolved wow. a little bit since then. Yeah, that is okay. quite nerve-wracking. But that's been a while, Georgina. Well. You need to do something something else now <laughs> well yeah maybe trying to throw yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sherry what about you do you do you actively seek out things out of your comfort zone not really because i don't it's more of an effort to do that kind of mm. thing and sometimes just you know getting through it every day, day. <laughs> and yeah enough. exactly that's mm. a accomplishment in itself mm. um 
maybe things of like on holiday I might jump into the sea from like you know a dive board that's about as far as it goes okay. I'm like wow yeah, that, that, exactly that kind of thing. I think it is easier, like in your personal life, sometimes to sort of you know the reason why people enter marathons. Yeah, exactly. That kind like of thing physical... is that pushing yourself mm, to your yeah. edge. Um, it doesn't obviously it, professionally, it can be harder to mm-hmm. achieve. Mm. Yeah, uh, slightly different for actresses. I do try though. I every t- I have a thing where if I'm, I can't think how often this comes up, but but when I'm at like a talk or something, basically when when I. You know when somebody says, do you have, does anyone have a question? Mm-hmm. And if I think of a question and then I go, it's too scary, I make mm. myself do it. So if yeah. anything in life like that that I find that I think is scary and my instinct mm-hmm. is to run, I do actually then make myself do it. But but not anything like abstract or physically challenging yeah. like a marathon. But like if, if I hear that little voice of, oh no, I'm scared, mm. then I'm like, no. You must. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. And then you get more confident as you. Yeah. You I think it's just really think important. Even it can be yeah. things like going to an event on your own. Yeah. For mm-hmm. the first time, the second time, or even doing it when you're in a new job or a different mm. role, or maybe you've moved, you know, from one team to another mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I mean, obviously this is quite an extreme case, but there can be small things mm. that can feel really significant to you. Mm. Um, but I think, mm-hmm. I think that is such a great example. Um, I remember like interviewing someone, um, quite famous on the phone and you know it was only on the phone but like I'd never interviewed someone at Mm. that level and I just had like the sweaty palms and my heart was racing Mm. and it would have been so easy for me to say oh can I email the questions Mm. but I was like no I want to speak to this person I actually Mm -hmm. really want to have this conversation yeah even though it feels slightly terrifying Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I did radio I did Joe Good's show when Carl Lagerfeld died and I remember being so I can still remember the so- Joe Good always brings you on after a song he's played and I can remember it was Sam Smith it was, I can't remember which song but I, I would just when the song comes on I'm always like oh that was the that was the Karl Lagerfeld song I, yeah. I remember sat there waiting to speak like oh my god this is so scary um, but it's also funny how, how the things that start off as so scary if you do them a few times um, yeah you're like oh so, yeah what was I scared about yeah. exactly <laughs> um, so that's why it's important to do this yeah definitely uh, right let's answer some questions quickly I've got a list here of questions that have come up on the Shilux community mm. over the last week um, there's some really nice ones here somebody has asked about dinner party starters what do you recommend for an easy go-to dinner party starter Sherry easy I think I replied to this one actually and I, I said, think you did yeah. um, I said a roasted cornflower for oh. it just looks really impressive on a plate it's so easy to mm. do and you can just kind of like chuck things on like a bit of tahini mm. some pomegranate some yogurt whatever mm. you want to put on for a simple veggie starter oh, yeah. quite and it feels quite substantial even mm. though it's vegetarian real crowd pleaser yeah mm. Georgina I don't do starters I do the kind of like sharing plate nibble mm. things when everyone's having drinks so I do mm. things like um I love um, uh, old school Mary Rose sauce. So I would do prawns in a little Mary Rose sauce in an ice, like a, no, little gem lettuce, you know, oh, yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like a little scoop. Uh, yeah. So that, um, or something like you can buy in the supermarket. I think I've said it on here before, the Proustard things. I buy love those I mean, now. I do, yeah. yeah <laughs> I've got so, so I would have a whole load of that stuff kind of going along down nice. the table. Nice. I think. Yummy. Yeah, really nice. Um, okay, somebody else has asked, I'm going on a long haul flight next week and looking for any skincare tips or what you should be using to keep your skin looking hydrated. Any flying hydration Just, tips? I would never put makeup on before a long haul flight, no, first definitely, of all. Definitely, definitely. And do a sheet mask, perhaps, yes. if you can. Mm-hmm. Hydration one. Nice I always have a spray spritzer. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, a spritz. And always have some SPF when you land because that heat does hit you. Yeah. Can I tell you, I also saw a air hostess on TikTok saying mm-hmm. that the UV rays when you're in an aeroplane, when you're on an aeroplane, mm-hmm. are like the highest of anywhere in the world. You know when like you're sitting in the, really? an aeroplane and the sun comes on your face and you're like, oh, oh. this is lovely. You're, you're like extra exposed to UV, so actually you should wear sunscreen yeah. on the plane that, as well. That it's makes sense. It makes so, so much higher. sense, Oh my it? God, no. I know, yeah. I know. We'll get it verified, but um, it kind of logically does make sense, doesn't oh, it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, summer Friday's jet lag mask. Oh, nice. Mm. The goat. Also... I never drink on long haul flights alcohol. before or after no. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. shit ton of water, nothing yeah. else. I've even actually stopped having like a diet coke on a long haul flight. Just, Just water. I, in terms of eat? how I feel, yeah, I'll eat. But in terms of how I feel, mm-hmm. oh I yeah, because isn't yeah. it meant to hit you like doubly hard yes. as well? Mm. Just think for your face. Give your face a break. You can drink mm. when you're there. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. Somebody has asked about thirtieth birthday gift ideas. They have said, "I'm thirty soon, and my parents, grandparents, and sister are all asking for present ideas." 
trouble is I have no idea what to ask for. Has anyone got any great gift ideas from landmark birthdays that they can share for inspiration? I think I Ooh. might have replied to you this haven't. one that um, to go away, get a voucher to go away somewhere. Um, mm. Lots of holiday companies you can buy vouchers. Yeah, you can Mr. buy Mrs. airline Smith. vouchers. Mr. and Mrs. Smith vouchers, I think, is such a good gift. If yeah. I receive that, oh, I'd be thrilled. Yeah, because that's, so I mean, that's global, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So I would, if you really feel like you're kind of searching for something, Mm-hmm. then I think go experience. Yeah. Yeah. I so agree. Mm. Restaurant vouchers. Yeah. Yes. God We've bless. just got a whole glut of kind of 40th and 50th even coming and we loads of like friends grouping together buying vouchers yeah. and and it's brilliant because then people don't go for like six months and they suddenly go oh yeah yes. we'll for dinner and i forgot about that and actually mm-hmm. i've done that my dad is obviously very hard to buy for because he's a 60 something year old man who doesn't want anything and the last two whatever they have been christmas and father's day or something i've bought he's got jim Carner vouchers waiting for him and dishoom vouchers waiting for him and so such nice. an easy win for mm. a dad as well yeah i really recommend that yeah um okay and finally somebody has asked Keen to know your top considerations when buying or even renting a first home. Location, obviously a must, but proximity to train station, garden, lots of natural light. Thank you so much. I think this is quite personal. That is. What are you, what's your priority when looking for a a rental? I would say, well, having had lots of bad neighbours, I would say neighbours, although that's really hard because you don't don't really know where you're going to look somewhere. But Mm. for example, if you're in a flat, do you want to be in the middle so you have people up? above you and beneath you do you want to be at the top is that outside space mm-hmm. um is it south facing gonna get any sun mm. i mean i guess these are quite obvious ones as well i think the neighbors one is so important and actually we have said we did like shockingly little research on where our house or you know like in terms of those things. i think mm. if i were to buy again i'd just do a stakeout and just sit outside somewhere <laughs> yeah. all night. it's like quietness at night mm. and stuff you need to know that before you put all your money yeah into a property yeah, i think definitely georgina um, well, I think obviously the practicals like location, transport links, and all that stuff, which is sort of a, a given. Um, I think, yeah, when um, when we look around the house that we're in now, the first thing I asked was, "What are the neighbours like? Mm-hmm. Is anyone having parties at two a.m.?" Mm-hmm. Actually, it's ended up being probably my daughter, but you know, <laughs> it, it, that kind of thing. Who lives next door? Mm, you know, totally. stuff like that. But it's it is funny though because we only moved um, a couple of roads away, but. We didn't hear planes in our old house, and now we do. Oh, how weird. Oh. And it's, so I think, just, like, don't get swept up in the bricks mm. and mortar. Also look around you and just be, like, is there a bus route, you know? Mm. Yeah. Hurtling down the... Yeah, and, and are there planes? And in the summer, I am beginning to think now, when we open the windows, when it gets hot at night, are we going to yeah. be woken up at 4.30 mm. every morning? Exactly. And will you feel safer in the dead of winter when it gets dark at 4 p.m.? Yeah, yeah what, is it, is it, are there mm. lights on the street when you're walking back at mm. night? Things like that. Mm. Yeah. Very sensible. Very yeah. sensible sounds <laughs> over here. All right. Um, thank you both so much. Thank you for listening. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. Uh, you can check out the community at community.sheerlux.com as well. Ask us any questions or feel free to give us your responses too. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye.